0: Day of the test so for- so I'm here to talk to you about leading up to and the day of the test so first of all the week of the test you want to make sure you get good rest if you pull an old nighter Tuesday night for a test Wednesday at school I promise you you're gonna feel it come the day of the test so you want to plan things ahead and make sure you get good rest that whole week now the night before the test Go to a 6 or a 7 o'clock movie, something that's been out for a while so it's not a hassle getting a ticket or a seat. We don't want you sitting at home all night going, my test is tomorrow, my test is tomorrow and worrying about it. So renting doesn't count because you still think about everything that's going on in your life. When you go to the movie theater, you take like a two or three hour mental vacation. So we want you nice and relaxed before you go into the test. And the night before is not the time for cramming. The time for cramming and studying is before the night before the test and while you've been doing all the work with your teacher or tutor. That night when you get home from the movie, Prep your stuff for the morning. Get your calculator, your pencils, a note about picking up your snack. Put that all together so in the morning you don't have to think. Now in the morning, for those of you who get up and are not morning people, maybe you want to do a little bit of exercise. Walk the dog around the block, do a few jumping jacks take a shower, then have breakfast and your breakfast should have protein. A lot of people have fruit and cereal thinking it's a really healthy breakfast, but it's a lot of fructose and sucrose and you're going to wind up with a 20 minute sugar rush and then crash. And we don't want you to do that. When you get to the site, uh, you want to go to the bathroom so that you don't have to go as much during the test also so that if you do need to go during the test, you know exactly where to go to. And you may want to bring a few old questions with you to do some warm-ups on, or maybe do those at home, so that you're already in test gear when the test begins. This is not the time to do some new questions that you've never seen before. It's a warm-up, not throw yourself in the deep end and drown up. Now, the next thing I'm gonna talk about are a bunch of things that could possibly go wrong. Most of these have a one in ten thousand chance of happening. But just in case they do happen, we want you to know how to react to them and not be at effect of them. One of them is something that does have a decent chance to occur, and when we get to that, I will point it out to you. But just in case any of this does occur, we want you to know how to react and not be at effect of the situation. So first of all, if you get in the room and the temperature's off, like it's so hot that even if you stripped down to a bathing suit, you'd still be sweating bullets, or it's so cold that you can see your breath coming out of your mouth, don't let the test begin politely but firmly go talk to the proctor and say excuse me these aren't acceptable testing conditions and can we fix this or can we move to another room don't let yourself get stuck in a bad situation that's going to adversely affect your test after you spent all this time prepping and getting ready to do your best same thing if you were sitting underneath a fluorescent light that's starting to burn out and it's all flickery you don't want to get stuck in that situation here you are you've taken all this time to get ready for your test to perform your best So you don't want to get stuck in a situation that's going to adversely affect your performance. If you can in the room, sit near the proctor. Less things tend to occur that could be distracting. Like, for instance, during the test sometimes, maybe somebody's chewing their gum like a cow really loudly. Or they forget they're at the test and they start going, Bobby and Susie, go to the store. You know, they think they're at their bedroom at home and they're whispering the question to themselves. And your first reaction might be to turn around and ask them to be quiet. Don't do that. If the proctor looks up from his or her book at the moment you are saying something, they might think you are cheating and then you have a whole big hassle to try to explain away in the middle of the test with time ticking. Though it might seem babyish or tattletale-ish, raise your hand, get the proctor's attention and let them deal with the person. It's the safest way to address the issue. Sometimes during the test there might be some noise. Uh, There could be a band that starts rehearsing on the other side of the wall. Don't laugh, it happened. A proctor might have a baby with them. Don't laugh, it actually happened. So if something like that occurs, once again, do something about it. Raise your hand, say something, see if it can get fixed. Don't let yourself get stuck in a bad situation. The thing that might occur is the thing that I'm about to discuss, which is a proctor might short you some time on a section. They're humans, they're keeping little charts, they're trying to be accurate, but sometimes they make mistakes. So if a proctor says at one point, you've got five minutes left and you think there's 10, raise your hand, go, excuse me, I think we have 10 minutes left, I've been timing. Everybody in the room will go, yeah, they'll back you up. But it seems like everybody's too chicken to be the first one to open their mouths. Now, lastly, uh, proctors sometimes act like they're a little king or queen of their own little fiefdom and they make up rules that don't exist. So let's say, unfortunately, it's after the break and your body's timing doesn't cooperate with the break and all of a sudden now you need to go to the bathroom. You are allowed to go to the bathroom. Now you lose the time on the section, but you'd rather flush two or three minutes down the toilet, literally, other than sitting there distracted for 40 minutes because that would ruin your test. But sometimes the doctor says you're not allowed to leave the room, you have to cancel your test, which is not a rule. So if you need to push the issue, ask for the garbage can and make like you're gonna take care of it in the room. I actually had a student do this and the proctor relented and let her go to the bathroom. But you gotta make them realize that they're being a little crazy. Now on the breaks, don't talk to people. Same thing before the test because people are just gonna tend to mess with your head. Like before the test, they might, they might say, oh, how many practice tests have you done? And you go, oh, I've done eight. And they go, well, I've done 50. I'm much better prepared. You don't need that. And same thing on the break. They'll go, did you have that question with the apples? What did you get? And you go, I got C. And they go, oh, no, I got D, you're wrong. You don't need this. And if anybody thinks you're weird, just say my tutor, my teacher said, I'm not allowed to talk to anybody, blame us. All right, but keep your head straight, focus on what you need to do either before the test or on the break. But like I said, none of this stuff is probably going to occur except for maybe the timing. So there's not a lot to get worked up about. If something does occur, make sure you take prisoners, get names, phone numbers, email addresses of other kids in the room. Because if you do it yourself and send in a note, ETS is famous for sloughing people off and saying, well, you're the only one we've heard from even though they may have heard from several. So if you do a group complaint on the email or the letter, they can't blow you off like that. And lastly, a couple of little pointers. If you have a bad question, don't let one bad question ruin a section. If you know you spent too long on it and you realize you messed up, don't try to rush to make up for lost time. Cause then you'll start making a bunch of other careless errors. All right. And if you have one bad section, don't let it ruin the test. Why? Several reasons. One, you may have done a practice test once where you noticed, hey, I did a lousy section, but my score in the end was all right. Or two, this is the thing that always uh, gets me. You guys think you've ruined the whole test. There is no way that one bad section can ruin the whole test. At most, it's ruined one third of it. You can only ruin one out of the three scores with a bad section. And then lastly, it's also possible that the section you messed up on is the experimental. So for the time being, you might as well pretend that, do your best on the rest of the test, and you might be surprised and be happy with the score you get in the end. So plan something fun to do after the test, so you've got something enjoyable to look forward to after your four-hour ordeal. Follow all of these tips, and I'm sure you'll do well on your test.